Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, podcast for myself, comedian and writer Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen. Hello. A.K.A. The Hizza, and a very special mix of guests. Post the questions that need to be asked from the existential to the surreal to the technical to the scientific to the hypothetical to the popular culture to just the damn downright grimy. Oh, it can be anything. It can be anything. But like how long should you keep your toothbrush for? Yeah, it can be that if that's what you need to know. I, do, I feel like... Yeah, but no one's you, asked that yet. Yeah, I know, but, but if you don't know, then maybe you should prioritise that. I do welcome the subscriptions, but maybe it's like your teeth first before you listen to the podcast. <laughs> we are uh, talking about everything. And on today's show... Our guest is a North London rapper who was born in Saudi Arabia to Eritrean freedom fighters. His debut album, Happiness, is out now, so go and get that. He's a set of funky, warm tracks filled with politically charged, thought-provoking and highly dexterous lyrics. And he is our first and very welcome musical guest on the podcast. Please join me in welcoming Awate. Yeah. Hello, mate. Now, for the first, because we've got my first musical guest, we're going to play a bit of the music. So let's... Of course, let's do that. So. Nice tune, lucky people, two birds, one stone. It's nice, it's all good. How you doing, Awate? Yeah, good, thank you. I ain't seen you for a minute, bro. Looking yeah, well. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Lost some weight and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which, which I feel men say that to each other, right? That's that's the thing that's not like weird. Say, so, are you, because I know sometimes people are like, looking well, my brother, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Do you know what? People see people say that to me, but I'm yeah. I'm always up and down. Yeah, I've yeah. Always been up and down. Oh, so like weight wise like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool, I know man. it's not it, it, it it's not gonna last. So like, yeah. I know but, they're not gonna. Hopefully, they won't say the opposite. Six months <laughs> yeah. later, with the same with the same kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. That, yeah, sometimes you don't have to keep that energy. But I say, looking well today, bro. Thank you very Whereas, much. Whereas you know, you're looking good, man. Looking yeah. Good as well. Next time I'll be like, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Sounding good. I don't know. I don't. I mean. Look, you do whatever way you want to be, as long as you're healthy on the inside and of, of, of and, and mentally, it's all that matters, I guess. So. You've been in New York, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. How yeah, was that? That, that? that, I think, for the last m- month, because I've been back for two weeks, and I was there for two weeks, mm-hmm. and I've just kind of kept the same eating habits that I've had when I was in New York, so I think I'm not going to be looking good for... Oh, it's hard. Where, 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 where did you go in New York? Cause I, last I time was, I was in New York, I discovered Sweet Chick, and that is a problem. Okay. Yeah, that's a... That's <laughs> yeah. a that's a bucket of like fried chicken and biscuits and oh, wow. cocktails while Biggie's playing in the background. Cause wow. Oh, that's Nas Invested. Yeah, it's a Nas Invested yeah, in this, this place. Bridge this Investments. Yeah, yeah Bridge Investments. Yeah, so Sweet Chick is a restaurant I definitely recommend if you want to take that You want to take that next stage up from Nando's. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they do the cocktails. So basically, one of the things you can have, for example, is that I could have had like red velvet waffles with fried chicken plus a biscuit and maybe some macaroni and cheese. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And happily eat wow. myself into a grave. Wow. So I think you did fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's I think you did real well because like Popeyes had me for a minute. Mm. Yeah, the thing is, I went to so I've 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 been very fortunate in the last 
few months that I've been to North America for the first time twice. Mm. Oh, so cool. I went to, uh, first time, both because of Loki. Nice. Um, but both because also I make music and because of the opportunities that come from that. Yeah. Mm. But um, I went to Canada in November. Nice. Uh, Toronto and Montreal. And then, yeah, I've just been to New nice. York. I was um, in Montreal last year as well, man. It's, it's real nice. It's very nice. It's but real nice. The, the Popeyes is way better in Canada. Right. What? Yeah, man. Obviously, because it's like American food standards. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is very it's true. Yeah, like, it's true. You're yeah, allowed really. to be, your chickens can stay as dirty as possible and you can bleach it. Yeah. So you don't have to keep them clean or healthy in any way. Keep that in mind, Miss Brexiteers. When <laughs> TTIP was going to be signed before yeah. Trump pulled out of it. Yeah. Which is like weirdly, thankfully. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, that was definitely going to become well, American food He likes, he likes, he likes burgers, right? Be ours, huh? He likes burgers, He right? likes McDonald's. He, he likes, likes McDonald's. McDonald's so he McDonald's. Probably, he probably is in his interests for like mm. livestock to have some level of quality control. Mm. <laughs> You'd think that. It's time for the first question. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was all oh, tradition. Man, Our guests are very so esteemed and welcome. That's all good, man. That's good. We go up and we go down. We go everywhere. Yeah. The depths can change, man. Wax and wanes. We're happy to go deep. We're happy to go We're moving tight. All right. So paragraph one of my question is... Um, all right, my question is I'm going to say the question and I'm going to explain it. I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, particularly as a black comedian, mm -hmm. but Howard, please feel free to, yeah, I'm gonna to, chip to in, chime yeah. in completely. Um, would you wear a dress? Hmm. That's the that's that's the question. Yeah, yeah, that question has not been posed for the first time. Yeah. It's something that is it Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Or um, yeah, as, soon as, as soon as a black man gets famous, a black comedian gets famous, they want to put him in a dress. Yeah. Um, now this question is, it's 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 got mad multi multifaceted kind of um, uh, answers to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it, I would say the main proponents of that question right now are people in a culture that a lot of people would call hotep. How, did you know about Hotep culture? Right, go and explain it because yeah. our okay. viewers will... So Hotep culture, you know about Hotep culture? Yeah, yeah. Boom. So Hoteps are like black people who are like super pan-African, super like, go back to their ancestors. They may even be proper vegan and be involved in like urban farming and like fitness and those kind of things, but have no time for feminist politics or trans politics or even like maybe sometimes even disability politi uh, politics or like questions of other marginalized groups that don't affect them essentially. Hmm. Um, and it's just about black people. And one of the reasons why the Dave Chappelle question, when he stated it in like 97 or something, mm -hmm. back before Hotep was a thing and before, before like intersection of all these different marginalized groups became, we see you. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he posed it, it was to do with the... And this is the big Hotep thing, the defeminization the feminization yeah, of the black man. Of the black man, yeah, yeah. Feminization of the black well, it's man. Well, interesting you say because I, I also dresses. came across it um, through a guy called Bobby Hemmett. Okay. Who uh, I, I guess I don't know who that so is. Bobby Hemmett. So far as like you said about the Hotep, is that there are uh, earlier uh, maybe like let's say shy of a decade ago. So far as like Hotep and, and I guess new Pan Africanism or like. Um, there are a few like more recognized uh, spokespeople. So some uh, you could argue more extreme kind of black conservative or separatist would be like a Khalid Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um, you had uh, like uh, Steve Coakley was one. Phil Valentine is another. Uh, Delbert Blair, uh, France, uh, Doctor uh, Francis Cresswell. Okay, who from Cress Welding. Yeah, Cress Welding. Yeah, 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 papers. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so a lot, and Bobby Hemmings another one. And okay. yeah, a lot, and a lot, one of the things they alluded to a lot was uh, 
yeah, the effeminization of the black man. Yeah. So um, I can answer now if you want, or if you want to give more exposition, or um, let's see, no, let's see what uh, you think. Uh, yeah. just, just a little just, thing on feminization of black man. Yeah. That was a super valid point when I first heard this quote when Dave Chappelle was first talking about it. Yeah. I was like, I'd never wear a dress. Yeah, yeah. No, and still, I think I don't know if I will. But yeah, yeah. the point was so important because it was tied to slavery and tied to flipping yeah. to Willie Lynch and the attacking of the father in a family of slaves um, to be able to break down the spirit of everyone else. So. Yeah. That was such a valid point to me that, mm-hmm. yeah, so like, yeah, just as people who are, li- who are listening, I, I think that, that's an important part of it that means that maybe that there is a justification for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the question. I get it, man. And yeah, you've given all the exposition that listeners will need. But um, my answer to the question is, if I'm supposed to wear an address for the gag itself of me being in a dress, then the answer is no. Mm. And it's probably related to all the stuff you, you have mentioned. Um, but by that same token, that me saying no is not a condemnation of anyone who chooses to do that mm. or may, you know, perform in drag, if you will. Mm. Because, again, there's a context to it. There's a culture to it. And I just, uh, I don't judge anybody. And it's not for me to tell anyone how to express themselves. But, yeah, I guess with this uh, socio-political phenomenon of uh, effeminating black men, yeah, uh, to me as well, it, it does have, I feel like it does hold a lot of weight. And... Um, a, because of reasons, obviously, because of chattel slavery being another part in terms of removing the paternal influence from the uh, black household. And um, also just the act of, you know, you know, the black man being used as like a stud just for the purposes of breeding. Mm. Or even if you didn't develop into like secondary uh, sexual development or didn't have your secondary, se- like so far going through puberty by the time you were 14 doing chattel slavery, you'd be castrated and made into a eunuch and be put in a house. Mm. Which is why you find like a lot of Americans now today, African Americans, they grow at an accelerated rate compared to like I'd say most of the diaspora. Like you look, if you go, to, you've been to New York, mm. dudes you speak to, and you think he's like twenty nine, he'd be like twenty one. Mm. Like so, people age a lot quicker in the states as a result of which. But um, yeah, I just I feel like now, especially now, even now that we are ha- are being able to be made aware of uh, the narrative from uh, members of the community who would be considered even non-binary or gender fluid. Like now, you would you could argue, why is a man being in a dress funny now? Well, yeah. it's going to come up, This all these conversations are coming up more and more than ever yeah. in comedy. Mm. Mm. You know, some people would throw out that thing of, oh, it's going to ruin comedy. I don't think <laughs> that can ever happen because some of the rules will always be the same, which is who's your yeah. victim? Yeah, of course. You know, exactly. who's your victim in a joke? I saw someone had put a, a picture of... Uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un in the position that uh, Kanye and Kim were on the front of the, of the you know, the vote. Is it vote? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone posted that saying, is it still cool to just be the punchline, just be that they're gay? Yeah. It's like an interesting yeah, 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 question, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. like that's a real archetypal comedy trope, right? Yeah, to course, just yeah, put yeah. those in those guys in those positions. But actually, we're probably at a point where... It's but, not quite as acceptable anymore. And it was just I completely mean, no joke there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just to say that this, I mean, the joke is not the fact that they're gay. I mean, mm. because I guess, cause then I guess you're cheapening a homosexual relationship anyway. Well, so. the victim is them because we're saying they're gay. That's yeah. the, in so that, in that, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. A, playground shit. Yeah, like. which is like, you know, you can't get away with that. Mm. Yeah, you can't. But, it, it, and, and even then, I mean, 
because that, they that won't like it. But then, but then it's like they won't like it. But we're so woke that we're fine with it if they were gay. But yeah. we know that they'll be pissed off. <laughs> so, you know so, what so, I mean? so that's why it's so funny. Like, yeah. oh, okay, that's, it's why, that's why it's funny. So, it's, so it's, mm. that's, that's the thing with all jokes is that they they're, mm. they're all subjective and it's just down to your interpretation of mm. them. But I, th- I think that uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about intent, right? Yeah. In terms of in terms of all, anything that's going to cause offence, with particularly with comedy, I I, I yeah. think you know, and it's like someone doing an accent, I think is one of the most unique things to make people upset <laughs> because you know you can have not even a, a half bit of prejudice in your body yeah. and just just be good at doing that accent mm. and just want to talk in you know and i think i think all that can be done in context as well but i mean it's the fact that you know it's the question of like you know life imitating art and art imitating life isn't mm. it really because you can talk I and mean, you can do accents and stuff but it's like you know i feel like you know when people like you well if you say like for example, when you make observations, like generalized observations, and you start them by saying like white people like this, and then people are like, but if I did a joke about black people like this, I'd be called a racist. Well, it's not so much that because really your joke would be prejudiced. It wouldn't be racist. Mm. Racism mm. is a structure and a system. So for me, it's like, if I could go home knowing that I wouldn't be six times more likely to be stopped and searched for no reason or not be stopped in my car or, you know, be incarcerated for the same crime, then you could probably make jokes about black dudes. But really, it's because mm. maybe your commentary has... The truth also hurts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I suppose, speaking of which, I wouldn't necessarily be hurting anybody if I'm wearing a dress. But, you know, it's you have to ask yourself, like... You would, know, you, would, you have, would, would you have friends that you'd be hurting? Probably not friends that I'd be hurting. Mm. But it's, it's just, maybe it's a point of principle where, like... And I think Dave Chappelle made a good point where he was like, it's been done before, it's hack. And mm. what's the source of the comedy in this? Mm. Is that you're seeing, a, I guess, a heterosexual black man in a dress. Mm. And, you know... we. I'd say, yeah, we probably need to ask ourselves about why that is funny. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, yourself, would you wear a dress? If I wrote something. Yeah. Like, if it's, con- if it's contextual, like, yeah, yeah, if, right? If, yeah, like, if yeah. I wouldn't do anything, I don't, I wouldn't do many things that I wouldn't have yeah. cre- creative control over exactly, or like yeah, yeah. something in con- contract. Of course, yeah, exactly. Or, or some, something balanced. Or, or I didn't me, know yeah. someone I'm comfortable with, a director. Exactly, like, mm, yeah. I'm the same, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be a, yeah, but like. That makes me want to ask you what how it was going on uh, Channel 4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that must be an interesting, in terms of, because obviously you lose your creative control in that scenario. To but, an extent. But I was working for them at the right, time. Right, right. I was, I was working there for a month. Right. Mm. Prior to that. Interesting. And uh, with a view to me doing like a bunch of films for them. Right. And I'd made, I had one in the can um, when that got aired. And, Which was uh, powerful, right? You, 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 you gave a real good account of yourself, I thought, mate. You know. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I still get on a weekly basis at least one or two like death threats. Fuck from yeah. fucking from fascists um I'm gonna get death threats for you want you want it to be fascist to be offended and angry yeah 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 like I, yeah so i still oh, get that man will back it because if we're just walking down the street and that they're not gonna come step to you in your face bro i'll be there <laughs> the, the, yeah the, the thing is they know where i am they know where my shows are yeah i've got a show um they know me from actually beating the shit out of them face to face in person when they've ever they've tried to come to London mm-hmm. for a certain amount of years when I was on the streets with some incredible other people um, exactly which is also a statue like, of limitations so they even worry about that people yeah, that are listening yeah. so they even watch that I can tell you mad shit that I did <laughs> some shit that I got away with but my lawyers advised me not to say shit to quote Saigon like, yeah, exactly. um, yeah but like that, that uh, they're uniquely pissed off at me because they like Red Watch like one of their flipping oh yeah 
their 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 picture of their website where they just put pictures of socialists that, that have yeah. like troubled them. Hmm. Um, You're up there. Yeah, I'm up there. But they they seem. But then also there's so few black people in like anti-fascism mm, right? yeah, yeah. that. They, I saw posts going, oh, we've seen a, a spotted um, a Wate, is that blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to go get, and I've been like, oh, shit, I've got to text my brethren because it's him because I'm yeah. not, I'm at a gig today. Right, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I haven't been on the streets doing this for years. So they yeah, think that I'm the, I'm the other guy with the Afro who's now. But it throws up an interesting thing though with the old, um, you know, the, 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 the fact that like the right wing, I think that's an interesting thing with comedy as well. Yeah. The right wing feel underserved. By yeah, they, comedy. Can, they, can, they can eat a sack of dicks. <laughs> it's not a, funny. It's, it's an interesting, funny. Well, they, it's an interesting I mean, phenomenon, they, they, though. They can be, they, it's a very interesting phenomenon that now, to, so much so to the point where they've kind of engineered it, where if they do express right-wing rhetoric, then they think they're being punk or they're being rebellious now because they feel the whole narrative and the people in control of comedy are much more central, centrist, leftist, leaning, and it's, and it's very much uh, been but under it, the stranglehold it, of political correctness. Whereas I... Uh, would um, definitely uh, disagree. And, and I like a lot of the time, you know, the same right-wing people, the more extreme you go, it's always like freedom of speech. There's no freedom of speech. Well, you're the ones who created sedition laws. So mm-hmm. I, I'm always eager to hear this point in which everyone had freedom of speech because you didn't let women vote, didn't let black people go to school, didn't let black people vote. Uh, also would kill people if they tried to vote. Mm-hmm. Still use witness intimidation to this day. You have Ofcom as an institution as well. Fucking um, slander what, laws, it Brentford, libel laws. Brentford are trying to bring in voter ID to vote in this the UK. I mean. So that's what I mean. So no, like one person has ever like done voter fraud they, in the last well, like 40 years. Well, there you go. <laughs> this is why this is why we have an unelected prime minister in power, mm, by the way. Mm, so yeah, this the thing about that though, that I thought was interesting. I saw something on BBC three, maybe we'll link to it when this episode goes out. Is uh is maybe when this th- episode comes out as well, we won't have an unelected <laughs> prime minister either. <laughs> but the um uh, BBC do the things not to say to series, which has yeah. been really popular. And then a guy that we probably both know, Finn Taylor, yeah, yeah. wrote this kind of like sketch where he basically turned the tables. Did you yeah. see this sketch? I'm seeing it now. Okay. Uh, you know what? It was a really good example of, I thought anyway, of kind of like giving the left or the some people on the, maybe this, you know, the, the left that require an occasional jab. We all, we all require an occasional jab, right? Mm, you know, yeah. he did it in the perfect way, just getting at them. And it, uh, it was just interesting because it reminded me that, that sometimes that balance, not to say that they're not yeah. siding with the right anyway, but sometimes that balance is healthy to see that. Oh, the you know, balance, you yeah, could... the balance, the balance is definitely healthy. But then even by that same token, even when we're even talking about a leftist narrative in the first place, like I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's conflated with being left wing. That isn't necessarily left wing. Sure. So even as Awate pointed out, that you have some hotep black people, they will be offended if you even try and associate what they are saying. With any kind of bipartisan political they're, they're, narrative, they're just mad conservative. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're very, very conservative. Yeah, yeah, they're just about family. Yeah, and, and that and, is and tied into something that happened in the sixties as a reaction to civil rights yeah. and civil rights turning into incredible, like direct democracy, anarchist, like Black Panther shit and yeah, Weatherman yeah. and shit. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and, and, and then they and were just the, like, the "Oh, complex." Hey, and all that stuff. yeah, all, all that shit was happening. And they were like, "Hey, um, we can let some of you black guys uh, run for election." Uh, there's that guy over there with the family who's a doctor like in the suburbs do you know what I mean mm. like you can run for mayor of Cincinnati or whatever and then that that became the ideal black family was like hmm. Cosby-esque I mean? like, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly which I don't think worked for everybody which is why like for example when but Mark- then those people started going their children started going army but they still had the same conservative ideals and when yeah. they went to army they came back and those are the people that are killing feds in America is always some ex 
ex-military, ex-marine, uh, Hotep, Eric Donner. who's come back. Uh, that guy? The guy, the guy in New York? Uh, I think it was that guy, Eric, well, Eric Donner was the guy that used all drones and stuff to get rid of him and stuff. So all these films like falling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that apart. guy. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, there were the a, thing few, is, but a he, few of them. The thing is, he, but his thing was like, you know, because he was aware that he, he, or he had caught wind of white supremacists infiltrating law enforcement mm. and that's why he kind of was set off on that on that but but those people i reckon were a were an inspiration for killmonger oh god yeah yeah because yeah. he's a marine <laughs> who became hotep and he put he chokes out a woman and kills his own girlfriend yeah so yeah. he hates women yeah yeah and he's still like, oh, black people, you could have done this. And, yeah, yeah. But he was an ex-Marine, so he learned. And I was yeah. like, yo, that really reminds me of what all, these, wear? all of these black snipers that oh, are just killing be... feds and yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, and in DC as well, right? Yeah, 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 trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all like, mm. it's just that. And, and they, they, you know, Huey P. Newton Gun Club, they join these yeah. like, Super. There was a film. There was a film that's been made about that. In terms about oh, called, um, I think it was called Niggas with Guns. There was, a, yeah. there was some, like a film trailer. But was the idea was about uh, the gun clubs where he was arming themselves and the resistance. Okay. They say that SWAT was invented, you know, to combat Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, all, the, the first, the first gun laws that properly came in were against the Black Panthers of after course. they stormed the, the the court. Yeah. yeah. With bad, mad guns because you're allowed to have mm. guns in court, so they just went with like a bunch of M16s yeah. and to watch this vote. And then uh, that was a big problem. Yeah. So then they were like, okay, yeah, we need gun registration. There was no gun registration. The Black Panthers also introduced breakfast in schools. Want to make sure that make, uh, breakfast everywhere. for schools program. That was, program. That's the true fact, right? Yeah. That was the most dangerous. Ed, J. Edgar Hoover said that was the most dangerous thing they did was the free breakfast for children program. That program meant that America to this day has to cut a check for I don't know how many million, maybe a hundred million. Uh, how many? How many people are in America? Three hundred million. Yeah. How many kids are in school? Let's say twenty million or something like that, or let's say ten. Yeah. Mad conservatively, I mean, they've got to eat numbers. every school day. Wow. They got to have a meal paid for by the government because some black socialists wow. decided yeah, so to mouth, open yeah. up places and have healthcare and breakfast for kids and said, "You can come in if you're black, Latino, if you're white, just come in." Mm. Wow. As a socialist, as a as an anarchist principle, like, this has been as spreading a, a online recently. A couple of different videos about this I've seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that was the thing that made me start doing all this shit. Yeah. Before that, I was like going on protests, like stop the war and mm. Palestine protests and this and that. But that, like, seeing Fred Hampton talk about that kind of shit, yeah. and then me realizing this guy died. They killed him in his sleep when he was twenty one. Yeah. yeah, they drugged him and killed him in his fucking sleep when he was twenty one yeah. years eight and his, his old. Preg pregnant wife and was in the house too. <laughs> yeah, and she was in the bed next to him. Yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, and that I think I, and that super hit me and and like his quote saying, um, uh, "We will not be able to fight capitalism with capitalism. We will only be able to defeat capitalism with." with socialism we will not be able to defeat it with black capitalism or any other mm. thing uh black capitalists um uh will be taken from our community the same way and if i see if i see any brother come into my community preaching that capitalist shit trying to take from our community and just get rich for himself i will beat him point that brother out to me because i will pe beat him to death with a black panther paper like <laughs> a black panther party paper like wow it's a it's a beautiful question. That's really one of the question. that's one of the most unique questions we've had so far on this show. It's, like it, yeah. That that one was a proper. You could chart the tangent that it went into. There, it was perfect. Yeah, Did, right. Do you feel we've answered it? To some extent, I just wanted to also mention Eddie Redmayne just playing everyone, just yeah. playing, playing Stephen Hawking. He can play people. Who I mean, not everyone. He, he Everything that's left is also played by Tom Hardy. 
we that went in so many different places. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to something completely different. If oh, that's cool. That's so good because we've got a, a, a first musical guest, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Me and Dane, a big one of our first things we bonded on was music a while back, and uh, we'll play a bit more of your music towards the end of the show. I think, but yeah. like, I want to ask you both of you two two part question: which hip hop album? Because we're people from an era where albums mattered more. Which hip hop album changed your life? And which non-hip-hop album changed your life? Mm. So I'm looking for two albums. You, you first. I feel take, like, you can take a second. Because I'm going to say something, you you're going to be like, <laughs> I'm worried you're going to be like, as a purist. But yeah, you first and then. Wow. I mean, I can, is, I can throw one out, just my, yeah. my hip-hop album, because I was, you know, maybe a late comer to it, you know, uh, a lot of grunge in the 90s was my mm. thing. Yeah. And then gradually hip-hop kind of worked into my world out in the border of East London and Essex. And and, and when 2001, Dre's 2001 came out, that was, that summer, I was it was just constant. It was a, like, And it was the level of craftsmanship that he yeah. put into... When you listen to every every element that goes sometimes those songs are so basic right mm. i mean i, I, don't, like, I don't know production towards like, the end it's just loops yeah yeah but like, then like in the second verse just a little but it's, it's it's an amazing album because when you go back to it like the flow of it like for for pretty much the whole like you say at the end it maybe kind of ends up like, mm. but the, for so much of the album it's just yeah. like i think it, for me that was like I never really understood or never got into it until I until I listened to 2001. Did so. you have the actual album or did you get yeah, on Yeah, I bought the real, I bought the real thing. Okay. I bought the real, I went because I was like, Napster, I remember. That takes me back as well, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember going around to Nuno's house, Portuguese guy on the estate mm. and he was showing me this thing, Napster. Yeah, yeah. And the album at the time was 2001. Like that was the thing he was, all of the songs that he downloaded they were that. They mentioned that on the And that was the most. main Huh? I think they the, about yeah, it, the I mean, yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre was the main person to put in the, the lawsuit. It was like Dre and like Guns N' Roses or some shit. Yeah, right? yeah. the, the, the headline, Dr. Dre, Guns N' Roses, plus other claimants yeah. versus Napster, like in suing them and taking them down. Yeah. But like, that was the album that made it go. Whoa. I mean, and it's just the, the list of tracks, like, you know, next episode, Steel Drake, like mm. so many, yeah, yeah. so the, many tracks on that album. Today, Turkish, my incredible producer. Amazing guy. Um, he, the song we're currently mixing, the reference for it is Big Egos. Right. So like the thing that I sent him, you know, as like, I want the bass to sound like this because it's, it's a song that I did with a band. Mm. Um, so I'm getting him to mix it and I'm like, yeah, the bass needs to sound like that. And the, the snare needs to have the, the crunch of Big Egos. But interestingly, that's like... That's my favourite song on the album. Yeah. And it's not anything... It's no not one of the most famous it. ones, yeah, by yeah. anyways. There's also a track with, with a really funny guy. Because the thing about that album as well is the Up In Smoke... Tour, tour DVD yeah, yeah. or yeah, 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 yeah. when like I remember having that as well and like who's the guy on that song it's like track Honestly, three is Dev, it Devin the Dude Devin the Dude, Devin the Dude yeah. on that, that yeah. I mean it's amazing amaz- I mean like that mm. for me that was the album that like for, for in hip hop yeah. like brought me into it he carved a for himself after that he's had a few albums I think right? he's, he's playing at Jazz Caf soon oh, I, was, I, was, yeah. I was offered the uh, support oh nice uh, mm. in August but then uh, they, they were like do you want to do Cool G Rap or Devin the Dude oh yeah and I was yes. like, oh, I love Devin the Dude, but uh, yeah. I did Big Daddy Kane last year, so exactly. I'm trying to cross off the juice. Turn, crew. If you ever turn off, turn down Cool G Rap, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, how would that sound to your yeah, peers, yeah, man? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Know. 
But yeah, if you want to go see Devin, mm. yeah, he's in. You know, he's out. But so, so, who, that's, uh, so that's, that's your hip hop. That's we'll come back to non hip hop. Oh, oh, I wanted to go before me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> Dane's like, thinking it through. All right. All right. I'll, I'll stick to my idea, but there yeah, is some yeah. peer pressure mounting. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so as the Prince of Camden, I'm going to mm. take two for the first question for the for part A. Sure, yeah. two answers. Uh, so the first album, hip hop album, to change my life was "Get Rich or Die Trying" by Fifty Cent. Mm. That was the first hip hop album I was ever introduced to. Um, it was the album that made me become a rapper. Um, as soon as I heard it, when I was twelve, um, in two thousand and three, when it came out, and Fifty Cent's hyper masculine, just even just masculinity, just like that thing for me. Seeing him, he got shot nine times, but he yeah. looked like, a, like Mr. Olympus. He looked like yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimus Prime. He didn't look human. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that, like the amount of gunshots in the song, like in the songs, that like, heat. Literally, that beat is Dr. Dre beat. That's just boom, boom, and they're like mm. chords, like organ and yeah. bass in the background. But other than that, it's just it's like a machine, yeah. Like yeah, that's all it is. Like yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great show. But he. he the fa- he's an incredible rapper like I put him in my top 5 favourites and sometimes I put him in my top 5 best rappers ever because before he got shot he was an incredible wordsmith um, mm. but yeah but I became completely obsessed with 50 Cent and at that time I started getting into basketball and I was right, in the yeah. basketball team undefeated for 4 years Nice. Um, Ackland Burley School. I was on the bench a lot, but but I had my. <laughs> you did your part, man. You, did your part. you still get the ring. You still get yeah, the ring, man. You still get the ring. You still get the ring. You could. I'll come on for like two minutes. Drop a couple of freeze. Splash, splash, splash. Wait, every team play needs hard that. D. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just start throwing pieces. Just play for United, didn't it? Anderson, the midfielder, Brazilian dude. And, yeah, yeah. Right, Suck right. it, man. Like, yeah. what did he do? He played. Right. He scored a. He scored a goal at the age of eighteen in a Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. At the age of eighteen, he came on. At like the 117th minute of extra time. Knocked a penalty home, yeah? Like, and banged it in. Yeah, like, yeah. He, we went top corner. Like, yeah, so I was like Anderson, essentially. And I had right. an incredible hook shot. That was the thing that I was I nice. was known for. Nice. But, um, Do you so check yeah. out 50 Cent's show, The uh, the Power? You see that? What's Power, I mean, uh, episode t- t- today, the season five started right. last night, I think. Right. So five that, seasons now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. I, when when Kanan, you... his character says the phrase, get the strap. Which has been fifties, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, phrase for the yeah, last, yeah, yeah. like it's from an episode of this season. Oh, I'm okay. guessing it's going to be in the last episode, mm. so that fifty, yeah, he d- drags uh, it out. A show that warrants people's attention, I'd say. I think it's an interesting show. It's Do you watch it? Like, yeah, I watch it all. I yeah. watched it all, and it sucked me in because I was watching it for a reference. It's not that good. It, I was about to say it's like a soap opera well, version. I'm glad, I'm glad you say it. Yeah, yeah. but I, no, but I, I think I think that's okay. I don't think we always have to put everything up to like Westworld, Game of Thrones, because it can be it can be a bit silly and it can be a bit throwaway and, and yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's chewing gum it's good like there's a lot there's a lot of good plot in it i think mm. and that's what you want you know mm. so um but yeah but yeah, that was number yeah. one so what's number two so, yeah so that's number one yeah and, and that made me become a rapper that made like, that i was a junior soldier that changed my life i started doing yeah that changed my outlook mm. um in everything i started smoking weed started carrying a knife just like grimy i started accepting 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm from Maiden Lane Estate. Mm. Raw, do something. Um, and then when I was 14, I heard Black on Both Sides by Most Deaf. Mm. Uh, just before I turned 15, and that compl- made me change 180, completely shifted uh who i was i stopped smoking weed i stopped hanging out on, hanging out on the estate and i just started focusing on music fully um from then on i started reading every bit of black history i could get my hands on from shekhan to diop to chancellor williams even francis cress welding mm-hmm. um nation of islam staff malcolm x like everyone i was just reading and i just became like a woke kind of hotep kid mm-hmm. for a few years um, like battle rapper, mm-hmm. um, but like most def really, the fact that the album starts the first thing you hear is Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Mm. I'd never heard that. I hadn't heard any Arabic really in raps. Um, it's a really complex album, right? It's got a lot of different layers to it. Yeah, it's got different types of genres. Songs, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, just that—that that was a big thing. And then, it, and then that, that started a phase where I was like, wow all the best rappers are like Muslim or like five percenters or Nation of Islam yeah. or some shit. <laughs> like it's most deaf, Lupe Fiasco. Up until, Fiasco two, up until and, 2003. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, people, yeah. People were kind of less inclined to like associate themselves with the five percent nation yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you yeah, notice. Yeah. But even like just straight like, yeah. like Sunni Muslim. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, those are two, those are, and it's great reasons those those albums changed your life as yeah, well. Yeah, those yeah, are, That's good answers. Dave, yeah, this is, you now got a, and then the non-hip hop. Oh album yeah, let's yeah. go for the non-hip one. Is I'll be really quick. The Stone yeah. Roses, the Stone Roses, nineteen eighty nine. If uh, you're listening to this and you have not heard my album, listen to that and compare it to the Stone Roses. It's the same thing, really. That's an amazing That's reference because there is something psychedelic about what's going on with what you do. I'm from Camden. I'm yeah, from yeah. the home of psychedelia. Yeah, I'm yeah. from drugs yeah, and yeah. mental illness and creative, like and pop culture, different subcultures of the past. Like from the 50s, Amy, the Amy 60s, one, 70s, one 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. People are stuck in them in Camden. They're mm. still dressed like it's that year. That's true. That's very like true. That's still, actually very true. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Camden. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's why sonically mm. it's that. And if anything, my album is like, it's the Stone Roses, it's Illmatic, and it's Dr. Dre, the, the original Chronic. Mm. That's what I was going for. But the Stone Roses, I was obsessed with that when I was going through all my police, police cases. So for two years, all I listened to really was that album and some other Stone Roses shit. And I just watched all of their shows from 89. I'd listen right. to like bootleg. You seen the documentary, yeah? Watched the documentary. I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen them twice. Um, oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that, and that's so interesting. That's in that, that's so clear to me now that I've put that together with what's uh, mm-hmm. what I've been listening to. Because mm. there's that, because your album doesn't, you know, the songs, they work in, it's not just a traditional just simple you know kind of like a to b they have different bits that come in towards the end of the mm. songs and the way it works i've Is got it... a backwards song on here yeah the yeah. same as they do like um on nice. like on don't stop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow well, i didn't expect such a amazing that was good answers dane oh. you ready i'm ready oh, uh wow. i think the hip-hop album that changed my life 
Uh, oh, it's tough, man. I I need to pick two as well. I think. So they, it's basically it was written, and uh, life after death. Right. And I think it was written because it's the first album I heard. Obviously, everyone knows. Ill, I guess it's it's generally accepted. Obviously, Illmatic is one of the best hip hop albums and Nas' best album. Mm. But I heard it was written first, and I guess because I was just getting dipping my toe into hip hop. That probably worked more for me because it was an album where there's more track ma- with the track masters and stuff like that as well. And there's obviously like Nas demonstrating uh, his uh, ability on songs like Street Dreams. But then at the same time, you have uh, like If I Rule the World. But yeah. I say it was written because the song Take It In Blood yeah. is on that one. And for me, that is almost like the epitome of demonstrating that rapping is like poetry mm. over like music. And for me... That is just, if someone asked me what that song is about, it really is just sounds, it's just a stream of consciousness that I think most people, like I said, just, you know, in terms of like when you were contemplating your surroundings when like, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying came out, mm. you look at your council state window and how Nas is talking, everyone can relate. So for me, it was like almost just someone vocalizing the pulse of the young black male diaspora globally. What's the last bar of the first verse of Take It In Blood? MCs are coming out every hole in the slum. You'll be, you'll be all right, like blood, blood money, money and a pimp's come. come. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Leave you. That's, leave that's you. And, then it, just, and yeah. then it just goes into the scratches. And you got to think about and that. You got to think about that line. No, no, not just that. What are you doing? Think about that line. But that, <laughs> that's, that, is a, that is a rapper. That's a rapper, a, an American and an African American mm. doing sar- that's sarcasm. Mm. Mm. Wow. I mean, so, you know, that's, that takes a lot of skill for an American to do sarcasm. How often does that happen? So that song. And then I'd say uh, uh, Life After uh, Death but, as but, well. But, but by the way, that's Lupe Fiasco's same favourite album. He's that's his favourite album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the reason why is the same as yours. That's yeah. the album. That's the Nas album. That was a Nas album that I was introduced, introduced to. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's just, it just, yeah. But Take It In Blood, I was, it's, it's almost like I hear it when I wake up. Mm, wow. it's, it's, it's just it's just uh you're considering the negativity and just finding finding those you know proverbial roses in the concrete and is that your favorite you know, song taking blood yeah, yeah yeah okay easily yeah yeah i okay. mean there's mm. I've, I, I there's some i enjoy a lot i uh, really enjoy like hearing and stuff and I, i'm like what, what's your top three top sorry for three nice songs uh yeah with that one um ether wow yeah because when i heard takeover because yeah. I, because I basically by Nashadamus, I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, "We like for me, I was like, oh, what are you doing, bro?'" Yeah, and then the lost tapes, yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I had lost the tapes yet, but and then I learned now. But I was just like, "Come on, man!" Like I just didn't, you know, because I, like I said, it was written was my introduction. So when songs like Nashadamus, I was just like, and then when I heard Takeover, it was like, because because the perspective that JC was coming from was like a fan, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you know, it's true. Come on, man, you're, you're you're to me, you're the man. Like, what is mm-hmm. this?" So for me, Ether was just because of the fact that like. He came back. He came back and won. Mm. He came back when no one expected him to come back. And I just think the points that he made was very valid. And just him just answering all of the Nas detractors. And then even recently, even more bolstered by the fact that very recently I saw a uh, interview on DJ Vlad when he was talking to um, Salam Remy. Mm. And was saying that, you know, people would say that Nas is a poor beat picker and that like he hasn't done anything since Illmatic. And he was just like, first of all, Nas don't give a fuck what you think. Mm. <laughs> Second of all, everyone has this has this opinion about Illmatic and Nas only this, but everyone together can't come and, and replicate it. So what are you saying? Like, mm. if, if it's that easy to do, then why has no one else done it? Mm. Yeah. And even I've got friends to this day where like, we'll talk about new rappers and stuff and we'll talk about new stuff and like, I think when J. Cole came up with his first album and I was like, my friend was like, how is it? I was like, how is it? And he was like, 
I was like, how good? He's like, it's all right. I was like, good though, is it? It'll make good. He's like, you can't really do that. I'm like, why can't you do that? Mm. Especially now, the argument now where we're always this justifying my, my a lot of rappers. Almighty, my album's Illmatty good. So, yes. I know it is. It's, yeah, because, it, it, right? <laughs> and also, and I know it is because Feral Mods told me it fucking they, is, they, right? There you go. Say no <laughs> more. <laughs> Say no, and the thing is, even Feral Mods raises a good point because then it's like, we'll come. We'll, we'll go to the question afterwards. Mm, it's, mm. it's part of my next question. But like, So that's that's that one. And, and then third. and then my uh, second... Third Nas song, sorry. Third Nas song. Then second rap album. Then Life After Death. Third Nas song. Then the non-hip-hop song that deserves... Oh, it's a Kanye song. How good's that Kanye song that he's on? Is it We Are Major? You know that track? We Major. We Major. That's a good one. He's got a great... Um, set at the end of that track. I don't like that he he didn't he he just explain he just goes through the thought process. I'm like, what the? It's a wasted verse. Yeah. I heard the beat and I know what to write. I like the beat. Like, when when I first hear, should I freestyle um, or write? What this verse sound? No, Lars, write the give us the verse. <laughs> yeah. He writes a good bit at the end it's of like that. Sam Cook, doesn't he? Or something. Uh, either screen. way, my change came like Sam Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's for Nas. That's weak. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. For Nas, that that I think I, I think I think I've. I mean, but this technically not a Nas song, but I think. uh uh, live from the barbecue. Okay, the verse on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I just think it's bulletproof. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's because there's loads of Nas songs I love, but for me it's just like that. For me it's like this is and when I and when I'm arguing the point of Nas's position in hip hop, I'm always like, but at his optimum level, whoever you're talking about, they're not touching him. Mm. And, that, and that's and that's and that's the thing. So it's like there's been people that have had better songs, better albums than Nas has had, but the best Nas verse, I don't care who you're bringing. You're not touching him. Hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah. But we, we're gonna have to move on. But I want to tell you what my my non hip hop one was because it just makes yeah. me put a, the boy with glasses growing up in East London. The only thing that I found in my era was was Jarvis Cocker and Pulp and wow. Different Class, which I don't know if it was an album that ever came. Common People was obviously a song that I re, recently knows, re yeah. came back to that song. I just listened to that guy and like you're a wordsmith, Awasi. You got amazing way with words. But check that Thank guy you. out again because his his ability with words to paint a picture, a story in every one of those songs, mm. like the song about Disco, um, Disco 2000, where he's basically talking about seeing a girl that he went to school with and she's had a kid and, and he wants to get back with her, but he's not sure. Like, there's loads of there's so many good mm. tales in that guy. I don't know if you ever. I, I, I agree with potentially the, uh, the lyrics, but having to hear that in university was not fun <laughs> all the time. <laughs> can, I, can I just say on, on Biggie, um, you're, no, you're, you're nobody to somebody kills, kills you. you is on Life After Death? Yeah. Or born, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That is the best opening line to of rap. Course. And that made me realise Biggie has the best opening lines mm. in music. Oh, yeah, easily. It, better than Morrissey, mm. the, the fucking fascist that he's become now. Yeah, what's happening um, there, The Alex Jones, forget it, he's become. Horrible. But like, <laughs> um, oh, fuck it. Niggas in my faction don't like asking questions. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> he, start, he starts, Biggie yeah. starts verses halfway in... in Halfway a, through a thought, yeah, into a story, and that is the thing that when Remy hits the sister, you. ain't no telling will I fuck him or I diss him. Mm, like one. all of them, I know I how it feels to be fucked. Uh, I know yeah. how it feels to fuck, wake up fucked up, pockets broken. Like it's just that's what I mean. It's as if I kick the floors you're hearing you, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. People are talking on mm. the on the train, and you hear something interesting, and then you gotta just listen. You're to the, rest. the top was short like leprechauns. I mean, come on, man, yeah. he's. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. Well, I'm glad I asked the music question because we've held, I've held back on the music question so yeah. far, Dane. But we we had we had a rapper, an amazing musician, in with us. So good question. Thank you. Very so, there's been loads of compliments flying. I'm, I really can't take them, so I'm going to say the thank you now. Oh well, yeah. I mean, look, your music is what got us to get you, you know, yeah, get exactly. you on the show. So, uh, Dane, uh, I feel bad because it's also a uh, a rap uh, or oh, music based ah, question. I think that's all right. We got but, a musician. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. 
and obviously, like I said, your for I guess your friends here, was what two thousand and three onwards. Uh, from sorry. 50 Cent and stuff or would, you, I, or would you say prior to that well I started listening to it yeah then yeah yeah, prob- yeah, yeah. well yeah so my question so I'll give you some uh, uh, background before I ask my question there in that like growing up if you had told me that UK hip hop would be where it is now I'd be like yeah nah. so um, yeah so I guess I can, we can leave the question rather open ended is that like um, oh, it's a two-part question. How do you see UK hip hop now compared to when you first got into hip hop? And who are your UK top five? Mm. Okay, all right. Okay, how do I see it now? First, I'll describe where I see it before. Yeah, I saw okay, it before. Cool. So I came into it. I only discovered the UK hip hop scene in two thousand and six. When I was fifteen, mm-hmm. I accidentally met Styler. From the Poisonous Poets, the greatest cool. rapper in the UK at the time, mm-hmm. um, and he was part of the yeah po- Poisonous Poets with Loki, yeah. Dot Brown, Therapist, Reveal, um, Tony D, mm-hmm. um, who were the best crew ever in the UK. Yeah, we know, oh, no, no, Dot Brown worked with Dot Brown, yeah, yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. they, 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 they would have, they would have Dot Brown did that song Mad World, yeah, yeah, with Loki, yeah, yeah, yeah Loki, Loki, yeah, that's like, that yeah, I think I heard that in like. Yeah, maybe around the same time. And I was like, yeah, these guys are amazing. This is, yeah. how do people not know about this? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm. So they were the illest. And I, yeah. I feel, so I, I came into the game as Styler. Styler was my mentor. I was mm. just the little kid around him everywhere at every show. I was selling CDs on road with him. I was just at everything. I was staying over at the studio and being around him, I got to see everyone. Yeah, I yeah. got to chill with everyone because everyone respected him so much. Um, so... At the time, I came into the scene, I started seeing people, I started realising what the UK scene was, and online as well, especially mm-hmm. UKHH.com, mm-hmm. or being on those forums, and it seemed like a scene that didn't want anyone to succeed, mm-hmm. it seemed like a scene that didn't allow my mentor, who was the best out of everyone rapping, including Klashnikov, mm-hmm. including Skinny Man, including Wretch, if you ask them, Tim Styler was bad, um, he couldn't break through because he was too black and too street for the UK hip hop scene. Mm. But UK rap Which, didn't exist yet. I was say, it's a weird but thing to hear now. But yeah, grime yeah. did, mm. but grime is a different genre musically. It's a different Do you think it's a completely BPM. different genre or is it a, or a sub-genre of the same a different thing? different sub-genre, but it's a different yeah. genre. Like yeah, musically, yeah. genres are based on drums. Yeah, exactly. Drums, drum patterns are different and yeah. they're different BPM, it's different. Mm. So Styler was too street for UK hip hop who wanted, like, it's like, fucking people in Somerset white boys in Somerset and shit wearing Carhartt who yeah. want black people to be what they want them to be yeah of course yeah, yeah. when they would like they well, were, the we, as, we want you no, to be positive let's go back to what you're saying about the, um, uh, about the uh, the, the, the movies and wearing a dress it's like yeah, yeah. We, we like it but we want it to be palatable to us yeah. not, not too pro black yeah, 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 yeah. but like certain things they were. Cool. it's not like they wanted people to be like church like fucking angels yeah. like, we want you to rap about weed we want you to rap about rap life of a rapper yeah. Life of a rapper who can't make it. Yeah. That, like, the that was the only the thing they wanted some, people in the UK the government to rap about. sometimes. Yeah, the government, yeah. but like without any knowledge of it, of it just yeah. say fuck the government. Yeah. Like, and it's like I fucking hated it. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm into Fifty Cent. I feel like I can't tell anyone that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I've only been into this, the stuff that UK hip hop people are into, like most deaf and flipping. What else? I was getting into 
just like broadly different kinds of rap mm-hmm. at the time, like immortal technique and shit. I've only been into this stuff for a year. If I tell these lot what I've been listening to for the last three when I was doing my my junior years, <laughs> like what would they think of me? Think I'm a fraud. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that really fucked with yeah. me and, and made me go into this super like political rapper, like dark battle rapper, punchline yeah. thing that I didn't want to become um, to try and fit in. So I hated that. Um, because yeah, and I said there'd been no fusion of grime and UK hip hop other than Sway and Kano. I'd feel like those two yeah. straddled it the most. Yeah. Um, and like, Wretch as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's just it's what Paul Gilroy talks about when he talks about the Black Atlantic, mm. which is he calls it flows, which is a back and forth contributions like passing influences and like, hey, look at this. This is really funny. This is really, this is really good, really good sound. Oh, watch this film. Watch this meme video of like, oh, like someone, someone like just free black youths just filming something on Vine and that can go across the entire black diaspora. So the black, yeah. black Atlantic includes Europe, Africa, West Africa specifically, mm-hmm. the Caribbean and North America. Mm-hmm. And it's like the tr- transatlantic slave trade. Yeah, but like yeah. that's, that's where all the influences of film and music are going now. Yeah. Mm. And if you see it, now that black people are like, f- got degrees and have mm. jobs and some people have, like, we're not dead at 25, some of us, some yeah. of us, thankfully, it means that, like, and I think especially like black women becoming like producers on TV and producers mm. of like arts companies and that kind of shit, is, it means that Black Panther like Big Shaq. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. just someone, just someone can Cole's go viral. Stuff, yeah. can, stuff can go viral like that and we're sharing and con- and sh- contributing. So that's fused a lot of things and it meant that Grime, UK hip hop, which died, UK hip hop didn't win. Grime won. Yeah, Grime All won. Of, yeah. In 2010, that was like the knockout blow when WCW got killed by WWE. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was our equivalent because all the Grime acts got signed mm. and the UK hip hop acts like didn't uh, at okay. all. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and who, who was the last signing? Was it was it Sway? No, what? he didn't sign. He stayed independent. Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah, so then, so he, he, he he sold his international rights to Convict to Akon, but he stayed completely independent. Yeah. Um, so so no UK hip hop acts got signed other than like Pro Green coming through Jump Off, but Pro Green yeah. is white. Well, so yeah. who was who was who was the other battle rapper that used to do Jump Off a lot? I think that's not for the Stig. Black I think it might have been some Black. He was kind of big. Oh, I don't even know. There was a white guy who was kind of big. Yeah, Stig. Stig, yeah, yeah. You, I remember him, about yeah, yeah. Asher, Asher D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> go on YouTube if you haven't seen that, people. <laughs> big up Asher D, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'd say that UK hip hop now, because people are more confident in their blackness, because people in America can see that we're cool. Yeah. Not that it matters, but like, Skepta no, just made Skepta made ASAP Rocky cool. I'm sorry, like yeah. his he produced that tune that's right now mm. doing really well. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord! It's his chorus. It's a grime beat. Yeah, um, yeah, like it's, like it's like, a boom. It's a, it's like an yeah, amazing. It's been crazy. It's been, it's, been, it's, made, it's definitely made it. And see, I'm saying like when I was growing up, like because like almost like a decade between us, I remember people flippantly being like. Nah, I don't listen to UK hip hop. Mm. I remember and, and, like Mark B and Blade. Do you remember like stuff like that? Like, I remember like Rodney a long P- time I remember ago. Rodney P and, 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 and I remember like Rodney P and, and obviously in Skits and London Posse. Yeah. And I know, but then I remember MCD. Skinny Man. Yeah. I remember MCD took stay. I mean, I, but I, but then I guess, like I said, I probably because most people like it was almost like not to be ashamed of, but it was like very oh um fifty seven dynasty. They used to be like around here mm-hmm. as well, and they were kind of like uh, equivalent of like Wu Tang. Okay, I remember them back in the day as well. Um, but then, like, like the last people that I saw was doing like rap was like Chung Family. Yeah, 
Okay. Because it was almost like guilty pleasure or you're supposed to be ashamed for looking at Channel U and stuff. Mm. I saw that resurgence of like uh, like UK rappers and then you did mm. see like Terra Firma on there and Skinny Man on there and um, oh, who's the other dude? Kaners. Like just, and even just random people like just, mm. even if guys just did one song. Mm. Uh, but it was just like, you know, and then there was a big period, I suppose like late 90s, early noughties where everyone wanted to sound like Jay-Z after he did like Volume 2 or Streets yeah, was Watching. Yeah. And yeah, and even some people just copying his lyrics. And uh yeah. Um, SAS yeah well they had Quite SAS uh, Iceberg Slim was another yeah. one as well yeah um, like a dude called Pluto I remember uh, Podgy Figures like this random this I think random, one of the one of the things that might actually also be uh, you know there's, there's, there's always reasons multiple reasons for anything changing and you know part of the reason is what you've said there and the talent pool expanded but also the internet the way we consume Music, yeah. democratization the of the internet. Has, has, I think, everything. I think, I weirdly think YouTube has such a power over it now in a way. Like, you mentioned Loki before, and he's like, stuff that he does on YouTube, the videos are so like, grab, like, he must grab people, particularly mm. young, politicized kids must just be pulled into that. So, mm. yeah, or at least, at least now, even if you begin, we see when you're younger, you're in your adolescence, and you do feel that inkling of like the uh, of kind of wanting to feel like you're not, not wanting to conform. Mm. At least now you have a <clears throat> a point mm. or a hub where you can like <coughs> I don't really there's certain aspects of the system that I don't really I don't really kind of vibe with. But mm. now at least you have that mm. visual aid, especially for if you are part of the British diaspora mm. in, in terms of like the whole uh, Black Atlantic. But like yeah, I um yeah I say it because I, I I always felt like what happened was that almost to an extent like you know in terms of like disco kind of birth like early hip hop and obviously we are mm. we now I felt like it was like garage. Yeah, kind of birthed and so solid, mm. so solid. Yeah, it was heartless crew originally. Yeah, heartless, heartless crew, Power, yeah, yeah. Mm. So heartless, and then so solid, and then that allowed for like hip hop to or UK hip hop to be a lot more palatable to like a British audience. So who would be the top five? You said that was top five. Yeah, top five. Your question. Yeah, British rappers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm number one. Or, or, or let's say it doesn't necessarily have to be like <laughs> rapping, but yeah, but it could be like. Are MCs, you number one, two, three, four, five? No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> no, number like, one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Styler. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki, Miss mm-hmm. Dynamite, good choice. Oh wow! And I don't know whether to put Kano. I don't know whether to put Sway there. I don't know whether to put. Um, wow! Remember that Taz, the brother who produced Just yeah. the Rascal, got signed yeah, yeah. before Dizzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember he did the show with Cardinal Official and stuff. So he was already like, I don't even know. Yeah, you're, he, you're beautiful. He was signed to. Yeah. I don't know if it was Sony or Universal, but Sem was there and Turkish was there at the same time. Yeah. Um, What's he doing now? Taz, I don't know. I don't know. But I, remember, I just remember, yeah, he being, him being signed like this. Probably again, because I was like, because obviously you're still kind of holding out for when they're going to recognise hip hop and he was got mm. signed after, I think after Sway. Mm. But they, they think they had a song together and one with Cardinal Fisher was off as well called I Think You're Beautiful, but it was on Channel U, but mm. yeah, I remember. Yeah. Do you have a top, uh, so your top, so five, so you're the fifth, fifth Yeah, guy. fifth, I'll say... Um, I'll say Sway because North London. <laughs> yeah, Loki. I've been listening to quite a lot of his the great the Grenfell thing he did. I thought was have you seen that yeah. music video? Mm-hmm. Is I thought it was amazing. Mm. He nailed that. It's a mm. tough thing to to do, mm. but it takes a lot of guts really to get out there. Yeah, and do you, have, it. you have another four. I don't know. I have to think about you. it. Um, if I if top five. I'd say, and I'd say to be fair, like, and maybe it's because I grew up in the South where, like, because I know the hip hop for a long period, I kind of observed that, like, the hip hop in terms of its resurgence, and when it started doing well, like, a big part of it was, if Grime was from East, 
then like in North, like it was spitters kind of thing, like rappers. So because like I think mm. it was like Retro, Akala was coming through at the mm. time and stuff as well. So around that time, like I think after So Solid kind of went down, of course, Miss Dynamite was definitely leading the charge. Mm. Like North London for like rappers, and Sway as well. Mm. Like kind of with, the guys are coming through, and then even isn't Plan B from North East as well as well. Plan B is a great East. shout, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. but um, yeah, for myself, I guess top five. I've got to say, then Plan B would definitely be in my top five for that first album. There's a track on it. I remember seeing him play on on guitar at some NME awards or something. I don't mm. know if you remember that. Long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. So different to what he became. Well, yeah, exactly. He became something. Well, he, he probably got molded, and, and probably was, and, and probably seemed it would be more acceptable for him to be molded into something else. Listen, you put a white person with a big band in the United Kingdom, and they will become the biggest artist in the world for mm. that year easily. That's mm. a fact. Fact. That's a fact. That fact. happens yearly. Yeah. Fact. With Sam Smith, with Rag Amy Bone Winehouse, Rag with Bone Adele, Adele. Rag and Bone Man, Plan B, Ed Maverick Saber, yeah, like it was an, uh, yeah. like they're all incredibly talented. Yeah. But mm. I think the art, even the people who who sign them, like know that. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, for sure, Jesse J. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's. I think that they just know. Even, yeah. if, if, even if that's not what, wanna, what they want to make yeah. or whatever. Well, pro, green, just, pro Green for a while as well. He's yeah, pro, yeah, and stuff. Just, yeah. White um, Person, Big Band, UK, do you know what I mean? The Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's, that's another one as well. But no, the uh, the uh, four white male quartet band, see, since the Beatles, yeah, that, that blueprint, because of that success, has been followed to this day. Mm. But then after, because then you look at like, uh, well, like Oasis mm. and like, the Kings of Leon, who mm. aren't that state bigger where they're from, but here, enormous. Yeah. But we could all think of like a white male quartet band, always explodes. So mm. okay, I got to do my top five. I yeah. suppose. Now so I was saying that because I, I kind of probably was more responsive to the grime, given where I grew up and stuff as well. So I'd say like probably two. I'd I'd say uh, Mega Man and Kano mm-hmm. and. Uh, I say Wretch, man. I really do like Wretch. Mm. Uh, Wiley and hmm, tough. Really like it's tough. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, it's tough. The fifth person. I like Chip though, and I say that because again, he is someone that kind of came out who definitely showed a real rap sensibility when he came out with the song Who Are You mm. there was a real rap and a lot of him like you know referencing like Dragon Ball Z and Street Fighter and stuff like that hmm. and then obviously him kind of making that it started to move over towards a kind of pop kind of sound where it was still quite early and there were a lot of, there was a lot of martyrdom so far as like doing what was considered more uh, acceptable tunes mm. from rappers early on and then he went he took it over to Grand House and stuff like that as well I'd but for me if, if Dizzy was the LL Cool J yeah. of Grime then Chip Probably is the Nas. Yes, agreed. Mm. I, I, I in, see t- in terms of nailed it. Nah, figure, I, I yeah, don't think it's agreed. The, the talent. The talent doesn't matter. Like Chip's more talented than LL Cool J. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah. Nas is more. You yeah, know, Chip. But like in terms of yeah, the, I agree. Where they are in the narrative. Yeah, and I, I complete. I completely agree, man. And uh, and even and even like I said, when it got to the point where people were making uh, uh, insulting him on the basis of how far he'd gone this way towards, mm. he's obviously oh, come back dis- now. Loki destroyed. Loki did no, but, Loki well, but when he did it, for two when Loki, years. but when he Loki did, did it, he couldn't come. He came exactly. back three years later. He but went when, to America. For exactly. Three years. But when Loki did it, it was valid, and he and he had a valid point to make as well. And yeah. that it, but when he came back to everybody else and the pepper in him, I was like, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Wiley would say because uh, yeah, I just think Wiley is the godfather of the shit, man. Mm. So. Yeah, but um, no, nah, it's actually as a uh, someone that's kind of watched 
and did my toe in and out, oh, like seeing gets. where I didn't even mention I wouldn't gets. Even, even gets <laughs> as well. Yeah, see, so I mean, but that, that's healthy though. That you can name, you, mm. you, it's too many to name. No, that just that represents how healthy it's, it's gotten. And uh, yeah, long we continue to uh, carry the flag for uh, black creativity, man. Keep pushing it, man. Yeah. So yeah. And your album's out now, right? Yeah, my man. Album. Plug away, man. Let, let us know where people can listen to more of you, where they can find you, live shows, all of that, all of that, all of that. Um, Merch, all of that, all of that, because you got a very cool cap on right now. Thank you very much. Greatness. Yeah, no, this, this is my uh, so the cap that I'm wearing. This is a diaspora hat, which looks like it says Diadora. It looks like the Diadora logo. It's by my friend, the narcissist or Narcy. He's a rapper, very big rapper from Montreal in Canada. Uh, you can check that out. I think he's got it on his big cartel. If you want to buy the hat, that yeah, I'm we'll find wearing. it. We'll find it. Uh, if you can visualize it at home as well. Uh, for my <laughs> stuff. My name is Awate, A-W-A-T-E. My socials are Awate Music on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My website is happinessisopenforbusiness.com. My music is all over the internet on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Just put in A-W-A-T-E. The latest release is Happiness, which is um, my debut album, uh, 25-minute experience going through um, Camden and the psyche of a young black man who at the time was fighting four police cases who was on bail for two years. And um, and it's done, you know, people think it's very good. I've just finished my first UK tour, so I don't have any gigs to plug for a little while. But if you see me playing, come down, bring yeah, your get friends. Get on that early, get on that early, get on that early. Well, yeah. we'll be playing that music right now as we're heading out of the show. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you so much man. for coming, thank brother. I really so appreciate it, man. And uh, thank you in advance for the diaspora hat that you've pledged to us as a, <laughs> as a guest. Yeah, yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, Nasi, in advance. <laughs> but uh, do check out the stuff, guys. Uh, I'm speaking, yeah, just looking at it right now. Some impressive merch and even more impressive uh, music from Owato. So thanks for coming on the show, brother. Really Bless appreciate you. it, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dame Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBaptweets. Our guest today was Awate. You can follow Awate on Twitter at Awate Music. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at the Howard Cohen. The show was mixed and music produced by Afei Saki. You can follow Afei at Official Ofei. We record at the Dairy Studios. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.